Welcome to Women in Worldviews. With me is Ashley, a graduating senior, a music major centering in vocal performance, and she happens to be a member of a women's college gospel choir called Anointed Voices of Praise. And as a music major, I consider her an expert on today's discussion, but she's been in the Anointed Voices of Praise Gospel Choir for four years of her college experience. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Let's hear a little bit of Anointed Voices of Praise to set the stage. clip from the Spiritual Like Him. Ashley, what is it about spirituals that resonate with you personally? Did you learn African-American spirituals growing up, or was it something that you were exposed to uniquely in college? I grew up in the church, and I went to a predominantly Baptist church, Um, so spirituals for us was a big thing. And my grandma is from North Carolina, and she used to pick cotton. So for her, spirituals was a really big thing in implementing in us as her grandchildren. And when I came to college, it just gave me the opportunity to look more in depth at spirituals and being a senior, I have to do my senior thesis and my program notes on spirituals. So I get to look and research on where these songs come from and why they meant so much to the people that were arranging them and singing them. James Baldwin once said that these songs, they're not just the innocent expressions of a primitive people, but they are extremely subtle, difficult, dangerous, and tragic expressions of what it felt like to be in chains. What oral traditions of the hardship of slavery, in particular, do you want to communicate when you sing these spirituals? I think seeing the encouragement that these people had while being under such hardship in slavery is something that's really important to notice and listen for in the text, especially when you uh, listen to spirituals, and to know that even though these people were in such bondage that they could find such peace and happiness and encouragement through these songs. It sounds like spirituals might be your favorite genre music to sing. Yeah, it it is. (laughs) Well, let's listen to one from Anointed Voices of Praise. Uh, I really enjoy this one. This is called Done Made My Vow, and it's haunting and beautiful, uh, the rendition that you all sing. Let's hear a little bit of that.
What do you think is the particular story behind this one? I feel that the individual that wrote this piece in particular was making sure that whoever was listening to the song knows that they made their vow to the Lord that no matter what they're going through and hardships that they've been through and their ancestors have been through, that they're going to succeed in the end, whether that be in this life or the next. How can you explain enslaved Africans taking on the religion of their slave owners or their, their masters and um, incorporating you know, elements of that religion into their own. That's a unique thing that they did. How did they do that? And what does that mean? I think they found the silver lining in what these masters were teaching them. And a lot of slave masters would say, obey your master, obey your master. But I think they found the scriptures that were more encouraging, such as in Exodus with being liberated from Egypt, I think they felt that one day they could be liberated from slavery in America. What advice would you give young African-American women who are going to college, who are just starting their college journey, given that you're a senior? What advice do you have for them? Even if I wasn't a music major, I still feel that I would have been a part of AVP because I felt that AVP was a place for me to sing, but at the same time, a free worship and free exaltation of believing in God and knowing that these songs that we're singing is for a purpose, not just for a grade or a performance, that they have a purpose to touch someone's life and perhaps make someone feel better about themselves or the walk that they're going through, whether it be hard or easy. Be involved with your community and of course get involved on your campus and make sure that you're going to different meetings and you're interested in other things other than the color of your skin but it's always good to know where your people are as far as the color of your skin because there are certain things that not other people who aren't people of color will not understand about you and that's just our history and it's of course it's wonderful to be around others that are not people of color because we all can learn something from each other. But there is a bond there that a lot of people probably can't understand sometimes. So I think it's good to be involved in your community, in your African-American community, in your black community, to make sure that you keep your strong roots to where you come from because you don't want to get lost. I mean, college is you find yourself and still finding yourself after you graduate. I'm still finding myself. Good. (laughs) But um, I think it helps keep me grounded, even though I'm not around my parents who constantly you look at your parents and you're like, oh, I am them. But um, I think it helps keep you grounded, give you strong morals. You see people who are older than you or ahead of you in uh, their school years. So you see that they've been through things that maybe you can learn from. You have all these teachers and staff and faculty that are for you and they want to support you, whether they be a person of color or not, and they can understand and sympathize with what you're going through. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) We'll close out this episode of Women in Worldviews with another clip from Anointed Voices of Praise. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) 